The beloved ministry is inspired by chapter 7 verse 10 of the Song of Songs. I am my beloved's and his desire is for me. Our aim is to help women, whatever their age or state of life, to come to know their true identity as God's beloved. In this season, we are exploring what it means to be in the world, but not of the world. So wherever you are in the world, we invite you to join us. Hello and welcome to a new season of the Beloved Podcast. My name's Ifa Willis and I am joined today by Alice Hall. Hi, Alice. Hi, Ifa. So exciting that we're starting a new season. It's the beginning of Advent today and so it's time for a new season. And I can't believe we've already reached season four. Isn't that crazy? It is. It is. It's bananas. Um, So our new season has a new theme as well. So our theme is In the World but not of the world. That's right. And we just thought we would kick off this new season by just delving deep into the theme today and um, getting our heads around that phrase Yeah, and um, looking forward to how the season's going to pan out. So today's episode is not going to be like the rest of the episodes. Um, no. <laughs> it's just Ifra and I having a chat about the theme, but we hope that it reminds you that we're here and... Um, invites you to go on the journey with us so if this theme was your idea actually, yeah do you want to tell us where it came from so um i came across this quote from pope francis it's something he said at world youth day in 2013 um, and it just really resonated with me should i read it now yeah it's quite a long quote isn't it but i think yeah. it's good to settle in so if you've just tuned in just take a moment to breathe and the and hear these words. I think it was a Brazil this World Youth Day, if I seem to remember rightly. Um, and it is a really great quote. Okay. So Pope Francis says, We need saints without cassettes, without veils. We need saints with jeans and tennis shoes. We need saints that go to the movies, that listen to music, that hang out with their friends. We need saints that place God in first place ahead of succeeding in any career. We need saints that look for time to pray every day and who know how to be in love with purity, chastity and all good things. We need saints, saints for the 21st century, with a spirituality appropriate to our new time. We need saints that have a commitment to helping the poor and to make the needed social change. We need saints to live in the world, to sanctify the world and to not be afraid of living in the world by their presence in it. We need saints that drink Coca-Cola and eat hot dogs and surf the internet and listen to their iPods. We need saints that love the Eucharist and are not afraid or embarrassed to eat a pizza or drink a beer with their friends. We need saints who love the movies, dance, sports, theatre. We need saints that are open, sociable, normal, happy companions. We need saints who are in this world and who know how to enjoy the best of this world without being callous or mundane. We need saints. Um, that's the end of the quote. What a quote. Um, it's an amazing quote. <laughs> and when I read it for the first time, I was like, oh, wow, he's just put into words my vocation. Like, this is 
what I have felt called to my whole life is to be in the world and to show people who don't know what it is to be a Christian that it, it's not scary and then that you can be that you can be a, a friend so you can go to concerts you can live your life in the world and also be first and foremost Christian that's my vocation and it's been put into words and I was like ah that's amazing <laughs> And it absolutely is your vocation. I'm thinking back over our last three seasons and mm. how often, you know, you've brought in this, you know, well, in my situation, you know, <laughs> I'm just in a, surrounded by people who aren't Christian and that's yeah. what you feel called to and you've always lived that. Mm. You know, you've you've shared in the past about how your husband wasn't a Christian <laughs> when you married and, I mean, now he is. And yeah. <laughs> we're grateful to God for that journey. But, you know, actually, um, this, is, this is the call, isn't it? And I suppose your life I often think is a, a completely different life from mine you know I live in a Christian community I'm surrounded by Christians all the time um I try to share my faith I mean I'm an evangelist so I, I try to share my faith with people who don't know God but actually for a lot of the time I'm meeting people who already have made that decision to follow Jesus so um but this I really love this quote uh, when you shared it with us and I just love the tangibility of it and it really does connect with also my sense of vocation mm. which um I'm going to show my age now but um <laughs> I'm thinking back to World Youth Day 2000 so yeah. I don't know if any of our listeners were there but it was um the holy year the jubilee year and it was in Rome um and actually I wasn't such a young person I don't think to be honest, <laughs> I wasn't like a really young person but what really I really remember you know you don't remember a lot of what the popes mm. say probably because you're you know, it, I spent the coldest night of my life out in that field in Rome. And uh, you know, there's, there's other things that are stretched during World Youth Day. But um, I really remember him calling us to be the saints of the new millennium because yeah. we were literally just turning the millennium. Mm. And it really struck me. I was like, oh, yeah, there's no saints in this millennium, you know. And, and he was saying, will you be the saints, you know, of the new millennium? And it became a, a, like a reality because mm. I realised well, yeah, because there will be saints in this millennium and who are they going to be? They, 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 You know, that kind of... Yeah. The penny dropping of the saints are not like these weird people, but like they're just normal people who live their yeah. lives for Christ. And so, yeah, I really I really like this, but I think Pope Francis, as always, <laughs> is just very tangible and practical yeah. in, in the way that he speaks. And yeah, John Paul II's teaching can be a little bit philosophical, philosophical sometimes, yeah. a little bit difficult to understand. And what I love about Pope Francis is just puts it in layman's terms. Yeah. Um, and as you said to us, you know, when you bought this quote, you said that you felt the theme should be looking at this idea of being in the world and not of the world, which is is what he's saying here, isn't it? You know, like in very practical terms. Yeah. Um, and you know, people who've listened to the podcast will know I like to think about some of these things. And my question was like, oh, where is that phrase from it, in yeah. scripture? You know, so my first yeah. thing was to look it up. And yeah. um, as soon as I put it in as like a, a as a kind of search for a scripture verse, I realized it's not in the Bible yeah. in that term, like being yeah. in the world, but not of the world is not like a direct phrase. But it's one that we use all the time in yeah. Christianity, you know. Um, so we've done a little bit of a a, yeah. a deeper dive and found some scriptures um 
the first one I want to read is John fifteen eighteen. So I guess in some senses, this idea of being called to be in the world, but not of the world is totally based on scripture, but it's not explicitly found that 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 phrase isn't explicitly found in scripture, which is often true of the Bible. You know, we get a lot of teachings from the Bible, but it's like our understanding of all of the different things that, that God has said to us through the word of God. And then we kind of put them together. Yeah. Um, so this one's pretty harsh. I, actually, I'm, I'm just going to kind of put that out there. So this is John 15 verse 18. And it's more about the fact that the world will reject us because mm. it rejected Jesus. So it says, if the world hates you, be aware that it hated me before it hated you. <laughs> if you belong to the world, the world would love you as its own. Because you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Um, so, you know, Jesus is saying that he's rejected by the world because he's not of this world. Mm. And we are chosen by him to be part of him. You know, we understand mm. as we become Christians that we become part of who he is and he's not of this world, right? So yeah. we we are in our identity as the beloved, as the children of God, somehow not of this world. Yeah. Um, that's what I take from that. Um, and the next one I found, if, if you could read it for us, is yeah. from John 17, verses 14 to 16. So here Jesus says, I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I think that that one really says it as well. It's it's very close to that. that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And it's about we don't belong to the world. Our, our core, who we truly are, is Christ's. But we're in the world. Um, it, and, yeah, a, another translation at the end of that quote from St. Francis is, we need saints who are in the world, know how to savour the pure and good things of the world without being worldly. We were having a little chat with two different translations of that, because obviously it is a translation. Pope Francis was speaking in Brazil, so he wasn't speaking in English. And mundane and worldly, they both come from, they're both a translation of the same world, but in English they have quite different meanings. And so I think, um, yeah, without being worldly, we we don't belong to the world. And it, it made me think that we've just had the Feast of Christ the King, haven't we, um, last week. And Christ the King, that feast was uh, initiated, set up, started. I don't know the right word here. Um, began. <laughs> and with, well, it Pope Pius XI put this feast into our calendar, however we're going to phrase that. Um, and it was at a time when governments and uh, different countries were sort of taking God out of their constitutions, were becoming more and more, the world was becoming more and more secular. And the idea of the feast was like, but first you belong to Christ. That, oh, that's, you know that the world is more secular but we we choose to put christ first um and that's where our first allegiance is that's exactly um that's exactly what this is about isn't it it's like 
who your allegiance is to. I mean, if this was a male podcast, it would be a very different conversation <laughs> if we think about kind of, you know, allegiance and it's not kind of word that I would use very much, but it's completely what Jesus is saying in, in these scriptures, you know. Um, and, and there's other parts where he talks about the world is under the control of the enemy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's praying for us here in John 17. As you read that, you know, I was thinking Jesus is praying for us. He's saying he's given us his word. And then he's saying, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but I'm asking you to protect them from the evil one. Mm. And and Jesus, you know, he doesn't make any bones about the fact that the evil one has has influence and in fact control mm. in the world. Um, and, you know, I think, sort of traditionally that was almost like a condemning of the world you know like that it's like the world the flesh and the devil isn't it like Mm. the world is bad um whereas you know we understand through theology the body through john paul ii that you know actually there's much that is good in the world and in our nature and in nature um but the reality is that the prince of this world as jesus calls him the enemy has got jurisdiction you know there is he has got power in the world and we have a choice to make you know we have a choice to make whether or not we're going to become more like um mm. those things that he's sowing in the earth or more like our king christ the king like you're saying who is the king of our kingdom it, it reminded me of that scripture from colossians 1 verse 13 it says there that he has rescued us this is really our baptism that it's speaking about, right? That he has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Obviously that rescue happened when Jesus died Mm. on the cross and rose again. But when we are baptized, we're baptized into his death and we come out in the resurrection. And what it says is that we are transferred in that moment. We're transferred. It says in some translations, translated. So Mm. if yours says that, you don't get the same um, physical feeling of I'm being transferred from one kingdom to the other. I'm mm. being transferred from the power of darkness. Some of the translation says from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So what we've got to recognize is that something is, we've used this really big theological word in Catholicism, which is that we're ontologically changed in our baptism. We're no longer citizens of the world but we're citizens of heaven we're we're part of the kingdom of heaven so we're living now um as citizens of a foreign country if you like (laughs) living in a foreign country i mean i've lived my life as an expat so that's like (laughs) quite usual for me but that's the essential thing is that we are kingdoms of we are part of the kingdom of heaven citizens of heaven who are now living in or living abroad if you like until we return home we're dual um, passport holders <laughs> that's nice yeah we're dual passport holders but but actually you know it's more than that because the lord is asking us mm. you know in our baptism we renounce satan mm. we renounce sin and it's so difficult isn't it i mean i, I started this little <laughs> moment by saying we have a choice to make now we've been baptized so that choice has already been made for us or we made that choice if we were baptized as adults but we have a choice every day and I struggle with this every yeah. day, you know, like how do I choose not to sin, choose not to allow these things to have control over me, but to choose to live according to those things that I believe in and that I have faith in. Um, wow. I mean, we've gone a little bit deep there. But, you know, <laughs> that, we just wanted to kind of 
the conversation we were having was where where did this come from being in the world and not of the world but if tell us what we've got planned for this season because it's not necessarily going to be like deeply theological yeah. and possibly as the last season was a little little bit more yeah. nebulous and kind of looking at these things but yeah so um you're right the last season we did really dig into theology but I think there's there's an element of we're, we're throwing back to the in season two we looked at what it meant to be a woman through different relationships we talked about being sister daughter mother wife um and those are definitely worth going back and having a listen to if you haven't or if you or if it's been a while um but we thought we'd explore you know most a lot of us most of our lives are spent perhaps in in situations in contexts where our, our faith is not necessarily the thing that's taking up most of our time i'm thinking like through our work um through our day-to-day caring for family members through this sort of thing so we thought it'd be really interesting to focus in our episodes on these different sort of spheres of influence these different sectors that we spend lots of our time in so we're going to interview some women who are in these different spheres in these different sectors um through their work or how they spend lots of their time um yeah so each episode we're going to focus on a different sector a different area um and talk to some women living their lives in these areas and sort of the the challenges and the blessings and the the ways that they're able to live as christians as catholics in those contexts and the way that those contexts influence their faith yeah i mean we we're all living in the world <laughs> and even if those of us who are kind of living more in a kind of Christian sector of yeah. the world um, even if you're surrounded actually by Christians in a churchy context you're in the world because yeah. we're all human and we're all <laughs> um, we're all in that situation but I'm really looking forward to kind of hearing specifically you know we've kind of mapped out a few that we know we want to hit like education and media and and people who are working in government or arts or um yeah a- anything really and and we we really have kind of an open-ended idea for the season mm. so if there's any of you listening and you think I'd really like to talk about what I do and how I do it and we'd love to talk to you if you're a carer or you know maybe you're a homeschooling mom or you know maybe you do something really unusual yeah. um but you know our question is how do we live in the world and not of it how do we grapple with this calling to be Christians and even like what you're saying for most people perhaps don't interface with faith all the time but our faith impacts who we are you know I mean we think back to the whole of season three talking about living in the gaze of God Mm -hmm. um I've been reading a series of novels a biblical fiction I'm really into and uh and in these novels um it's based in the old testament the the women keep praying to the god who sees you know elroy the god who sees that we impact um you know we unpacked in the last season and we live our life under the gaze of god that's what we explored in the last season was our identity as the beloved and mm-hmm. how do we connect with that identity how do we reconnect with him um but we know that if we're living in that place then we're going to influence the world around us but we also know that the world around us is going to impact that yeah you know and we really want to hear from women who are struggling with this you know 
I think a real blessing of our beloved ministry has always been hearing real stories <laughs> of women and how faith is part of their life in a real way. So even if you feel like you don't do this well, even if you feel like um, you this is a real struggle, we really want to hear from you because we want to encourage one another, you know, yeah. and, you know, Jesus says we need one another, don't we, in order to be able to live this well. We need to encourage each other. So we really hope that by having these conversations, it will encourage all of us to to kind of keep going with our faith, I guess. Yeah. And I think, uh, as you said, Alice, it, it's sort of open-ended. We haven't pla- pre-planned like a set number of episodes. So what I would really say is it's very important to subscribe to whether you're listening on Spotify or, or whatever other platform you're listening to the podcast on. Subscribe so that you keep... Um, hearing when there's a new episode we're going to aim to do one uh, every few weeks but it's it's open-ended and we'll keep going as long as women keep coming and talking to us about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're, we're we're really excited and um we're hoping to bring you on in the next couple of weeks seeing as it's advent and we've probably set aside a bit of extra time to kind of connect with faith and we'll put these scripture verses that we've just been mentioning in the in the notes of this episode so you might just want to take a bit of time you know over this coming week a couple of weeks as you go into advent to rethink remember advent is like the new year for the for the church so it's a time that we can make new year's resolutions um when it comes to our faith life and also you know the the readings during advent really help us to think about the kingdom like really help us to think about the fact that jesus is returning um, and if you haven't listened to our previous seasons, we really unpack this, particularly in season one, yeah. the meaning of Advent and, um, you know, engaging with those themes of Jesus's return, his 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 coming originally. Yes, we're preparing for it at Christmas, but we're also preparing for his return. And, you know, part of this calling and vocation to be the saints in the world, like <laughs> we've been hearing about from Pope Francis is about preparing the world for Jesus' return as well. And there's an urgency that we share our faith with others because they don't know, you know, that Jesus is returning. And um, and there's a lot at stake, you know. We need to <laughs> we need to make these choices. So let's just really commit ourselves, I think, um, yeah. as we begin this new season to recommit ourselves, I suppose, to prayer. Um, yeah. may- maybe we could f- finish with a prayer with her. Is there anything else you wanted to say? No, I was just going to say, let, let's pray. I was really struck as, as you read the quote to us that it said that we need to be people, saints who take time to pray every day and who know how to be in love with purity, chastity and all good things. So if you haven't taken the time yet to pray today, let's just stop in this moment and reconnect with the God who sees and the God who hears. We bring ourselves into the gaze of our loving Father in this moment. Jesus, we pray as we begin the season of Advent, we ask for your grace and for more of your Holy Spirit to fill our lives anew and afresh. We pray that you would lead us in this season. 
to reconnect with that call to be holy, to be your saints. Help me, Lord, help us to be the saints that look for time to pray every day. Help us to be saints who love all the good things that you've given us. Help us to be saints that embrace purity and chastity and self-control. And I pray for you, dear sister who's listening, that the Holy Spirit would flood now into your heart, into my heart in this moment to give us the grace we need to live as a citizen of heaven. Jesus, help us to live with you in these days. And as we press towards Christmas and all that is going to come our way, help us to keep you first, to put you as our priority to keep you at the centre of our hearts, that we may be truly women who live in the world but are not of it. Help us to point all those around us to you, King Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We're praying it blesses you. Please consider whether you could share it with friends or family. And don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Maybe give us a rating or a review. This really helps other people to find the podcast. There's lots of information in the notes of this episode, including the text of the quote from Pope Francis and the scriptures we referred to, as well as details about upcoming retreats and links to our social media. You can find these notes by scrolling down on the episode in your podcast app, or you can join our mailing list by emailing beloved at zioncommunity.org.uk and we'll make sure you're always in the loop. For now, we wish you a blessed and fruitful Advent and we look forward to speaking to you again soon.